0: Hey Kate, how's it going today?
1: It's going okay, Julia. It's Friday. Yes. Starting to lose my motivation. Get ready for the
0: weekend. (laughs) Same. I was saying to my fiance yesterday, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it's Thursday evening. I'm like, I feel like the week has just started and it just flew by. It's crazy. That is crazy.
1: I'm like losing track on what day it is. Mm -hmm. It's like some of my routines have just totally changed. Like yeah. things I wouldn't do in the evenings unless it was Thursday or Friday. I'm like doing on a Monday or a Tuesday. And you know? so I'm just all thrown yeah, off. It's That's okay. all
0: over the place. What kind of routines are those?
1: You know, so I've got two little kids mm-hmm. and both my husband and I work full time. And so we're always short on like individual time. Luckily, we love being together. and But yeah, everybody needs their own space. And so sometimes I'm just like, I just want to play piano by myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> Or I just want to read one of my books by myself in the room and shut the door. So mm-hmm. some of these like by myself times usually don't happen until Thursday or Friday. Because okay. usually we're hustling and finishing work or doing homework or kid stuff. yeah, but yeah like Tuesday night, I'm like, well, we don't have more schoolwork. I'm like, I'm going to shut myself away and have a little me time. But yeah it's, yeah, it's those little routines that change that kind of make me lose track of the days.
0: Yeah, but it's nice that you're actually doing them because self-care is so important at the moment where everybody is at home. Yeah, agreed. agreed. How old are your kids? Uh, two and eight. Okay. And your husband is usually also always working from home or is he usually out and about? No. he's usually out. He's a high school okay. teacher. So ah, okay. It's all new to him too. Yeah. And so he is homeschooling other kids as well over the internet. <laughs> yes. Your kids are also homeschooling, I assume. Hmm.
1: Yep. And I'm sure you're aware. You don't need to have kids to know that our education system is not set up for this. So yeah. it's been a, just an abrupt change, but mm-hmm. I think as with all things, so there will be some, positive ripple effects i think for the education system after this but yeah, yeah big adjustment for him and the eight-year-old mm-hmm. the two-year-old you know not going to daycare is different mm-hmm. um but frankly he prefers to be home so he's loving it
0: nice that's awesome and one of the things that i'm always wondering about is how do like families with kids do it now because you literally need like three or four computers no yeah, or like do you I, hand your computer over for a couple of hours. No, it's a
1: valid, you know, concern, and I'm I'm like solid middle class, right? So I'm pretty yeah. lucky that you know I do have a personal computer. It's six years old, but it works fine for like iTunes and my pictures. Yeah. So that's what my eight year old's using. Okay. You know, our school district did give out Chromebooks, but they didn't have enough for every student, so you know we didn't get one because I. Wanted That's to make sure the kids who didn't have an option had an option. Yeah, um, but it's more the internet. Like it's. Oh, yeah. I live rurally, and so our bandwidth is being pushed, and like we really have to be careful that only one person can be on a video call with a teacher or a student. Or I work from home full time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's bringing up there are a lot of places just in the U.S. alone, let alone globally, where people do not have high speed Internet. So it is yeah. taxing a lot of a lot of families.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And not just families like I like even in the Bay Area, like I work a lot with, um, you know, Silicon Valley companies at the moment. and. Like even their people, because they're usually not working from home, they have amazing internet at the company, um, and now they're at home either with the family or with three other roommates. They even they have like bandwidth oh. issues. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Because you think of an urban area, especially I mean the Bay Area I know. below, as like yeah.
0: everyone's high speed, but interesting that's not It depends on what you get, right? I'm actually super excited and lucky because we moved into this new house um four weeks ago, just before everything happened on March fifth. We signed our lease and Um or our lease, it's not even lease, it's a contract. Mortgage. Mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Homeowner. (laughs) Um and uh my fiance Scott, he set up the internet and he's like, What should I get? And he's like always really cool about about these things. He's like he's like, let's just get the best internet. And you know, we didn't know at the time. Right. Um, and we have like the best, we have like the highest bandwidth that um that spectrum has in this area because i also live kind of rurally right and i'm so happy we did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did not expect to be so much working um on video conferences and having to have really good bandwidth to make sure that i can give my virtual trainings and things like that so yeah yeah These bandwidth things yeah
1: it's yeah, it's not important until
0: you need it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and you're not aware of the little things in life until you, uh, until everything changes and then every all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can, you know, talk to my colleagues on a daily basis just passing by or I get mm-hmm. free lunch or, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things that people are used to when they're going to the office.
1: Yeah. Or the things that are not as important, even though we thought they were important, mm-hmm. those are coming into focus for me right now because I think like a lot of people when this pandemic hit, you know, I immediately went to finances of like, let's look at our finances. Is, is there anything we can cut just cause I'm just hyper responsible type a type of person. And I've been yeah. in debt is in part of my adult life. And I'm like, I'm never again. Right. So, mm-hmm. so then we assessed like, wow, we're, we're barely spending anything related mm-hmm. to driving. Mm-hmm. Right. So like suddenly that went away. So it was just interesting to see how the finance fluctuated too. That's and then funny. also like, what could we cut that actually isn't that important right now? That mm-hmm. we thought, Yeah. So
0: yeah. Any examples for that? I love that p- topic actually. Did you well, have, so, like that makes it important right now?
1: We have this tiny, well, not tiny, it's small home, like 900 square feet. And we have a house alarm. It's just peace of mind for me. And when the, my kids are you know, my youngest is still two. So he's still young and we have a door upstairs to a balcony. And so partially it's to know like if he's opening that door or not. So there's Mm -hmm. like a safety component, but there's also, when you live so far away from first responders, it's a really quick way to call emergency services for kids. And Mm -hmm. these things that I thought were important when we're like, Actually, we haven't even turned this on in like six months, and (laughs) both of our children know how to call 911 from our cell phones. So that was one thing. And then, you know, we try to have a really low carbon footprint, you know, far Mm -hmm. from perfect, but every time we learn something, we try to change our behaviors to improve. And we've committed that our next car is going to be electric. Mm -hmm. And, but neither of us are driving either vehicle, you know, one's a hybrid, one's in like an old truck, Mm -hmm. but we're like, gosh what if this goes on longer i guess electric car is less important if both vehicles are just sitting there yeah um so those are the two things that come
0: to mind yeah yeah really interesting yeah i definitely feel like i've i'm i don't know if we're spending less i don't know i feel like we've made so big supermarket hauls that i've never ever had in my life before (laughs)
1: I know, he tells me he's like, it was $700. I was like, what?
0: I know, I'm like, I never had so much food ever in my life (laughs) at home. And it's really, I actually love it. And um, again, my fiance is like, yeah, we should always have it. We always should have so much food at home. It's really nice. And now we're eating out less because of that. We usually always go out at least once or twice a week because we just, we're both working from home a lot. So it's nice to go actually outside and do something. So I miss that a lot, actually. Um, But we're spending, I guess, less money in the grand scheme of things on food and eating out.
1: Yeah, Uh, someone I work with had the same observation of like, I didn't realize how much I spent on like, taking my family to movies and restaurants. And the Mm -hmm. thing with restaurants, I mean, some of them need our business for takeout, Mm -hmm. otherwise, they're not going to be in business. So that's something yeah. we're trying, we don't actually don't eat out that much, Okay. but we're trying to do takeout okay. once a week or once every two weeks just to keep some of these places yeah. in business. So yeah. kind of the reverse. Interesting. <laughs>
0: well, we, have, we, we do like takeout too. So we do have yeah. usually do that once or twice a week. Yeah. there's there's only two takeouts in tahoe thai food and pizza so (laughs) it's (laughs) interesting ours is himalayan
1: and pizza what's up with these mountain communities (laughs) we like need our rich curries and then just good old pizza yeah
0: exactly (laughs) just carb loads Um, that's awesome Yeah, that is really funny. Um, I was really curious to talk with you today, Kate, because you are already working for a distributed companies. So, for those of you, for the listeners that have been listening to our first podcast, we were talking about, you know, how distribute uh, distributed companies work and function, um, and what the benefits are and maybe the the side effects. And um, when all of this hit, I was thinking of you, and I was thinking, I wonder how Kate is doing, and I wonder. Um, how her company is doing and how they're shifting or if there's actually anything that you have Mm. to shift in this period.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're distributed first and I, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know the percentage. So I work for Elastic. I want to say at least 75% of folks were working from home anyway, before this Mm -hmm. pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. Some people preferred to work from a mm-hmm. co-working space, maybe one of our offices. So there has been a shift for a portion of our teammates. Okay. But the company functions as if we're all separate because traditionally we usually are. Yeah. And so how we operate day-to-day has not changed at all with the exception of understanding patience, empathy for the adjustments individuals have had to make. mm mm-hmm. um, has just risen to absolutely our top priority, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty lucky. We're a pretty empathetic, kind company. And I mean, that's just been heightened, right? But everyone's in such a unique situation. It's it's not just those of us with kids who n- are now figuring out what is this new schedule and how does that affect my overlap with teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's folks who like live alone, who realize they're even more isolated now mm-hmm. and, and mental health comes up. So it's just really... Well, and then folks who've experienced a loss or who have gotten sick—I mean, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's across the board. But we're overall just trying to be super understanding, help each other out first and foremost. But then the the tactical, like how we work together, has not changed one bit.
0: Yeah, huh? Interesting. Yeah. So the well-being has actually become number one priority, and then everything else is business as usual.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think within every team it's different. So I work within HR and recruiting and, you know, there's definitely been multiple conversations of reprioritization or Mm -hmm. at least looking at our priorities and making sure they're still realistic or adjusting timeframes. But
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, for some people they've gotten
1: more time. So
0: what was that? I guess more so because um, you have your family home now and you can get maybe less done as well in the time that you have during the day
1: for me that's the case um with
0: two working
1: adults that's been the challenge uh and and frankly just having young kids it's the two-year-old who you know you can't set him by himself um my eight-year-old is pretty independent with school but he still needs help right so mm-hmm. i think it's just every person needs to figure out their circumstance but for me i Tim and I have alternated days where we're running point as like teacher slash parent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and then a lot of the work that I would traditionally be doing in the mornings on my teacher parent day is now shifted to like afternoon (laughs) evening. So Mm -hmm. it's very much past the baton in our house, but it's working well. And like I said, thank gosh, we, I mean, I'm just thankful we get along so well (laughs) because I can see how people are butting heads.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I had that conversation. Oh, my dad's um, wife is a lawyer, um, family law. And so we were joking about how many more divorces she's going to have in a few months. <laughs>
1: it's terrible. I mean, I, or babies. I mean, or babies, or nine both. months. Right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I think divorces and then, you know, not to be a downer, but I've been thinking a lot about folks with domestic violence because they're... Mm. I mean, I was reading some stats the other day and they're just heart wrenching. So, I mean, what people are going through just runs the spectrum, right? Some people are finding joy Mm and staying present. Some people are experiencing the deepest loss. Some people are scared. I mean, it's just none of us have gone through this before and I hope we never will again. So I think it's just one day at a time, really.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tell me more about how you are managing um workload and kids and um husband all in the same place, especially because you're also living in a tiny home. Um, I think a lot of people are struggling with that at the moment. So maybe if you have some tips, so you talked a little bit about scheduling and stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, I, my heart goes out because a lot of folks are working from home that are not used to it. And I, and you work from home, Julia, right? So you're, you're down with this. I work from home. I love it. Mm -hmm. But we have to remember working from home is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there are some folks that are just forced into a situation and they have to figure it out. And then there are some folks that maybe haven't had the opportunities you and I have had are like, wow, I really love this. So, you know, I think some of this, the same thinking applies to both scenarios. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess I separated into just kind of that functional, what is your setup, right? Do you have the right equipment? Because these companies who don't have home workers, I would hope if they can, they should be looking at their employees' equipment and making sure it's productive, right? Mm -hmm. Because if they have folks used to printing things out in an office, they can no longer do that. Like external monitors should be sent to every employee, right? Um, So there's just the functional equipment, You know, I'm in a small house. There's literally, well, I guess there's two doors, (laughs) one's to the bathroom and I'm not going to work in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, whoever is like primarily working gets the room with the door, (laughs) which is our bedroom. And we have this fold down desk in the closet. Um, It's actually pretty sweet. Uh, And, you know, we shut the door. Mommy is going to work, daddy's going to work, and that's our focus time. So it's just thinking through your setups. Obviously, ergonomics really matter. I don't know if you've done this, but sometimes I'm sitting on a couch or in my bed, and I'm like, oh, this is just a bad decision, right? So just functionally get yourself set up to work. And then the second bucket I always think about is, how are you going to structure things, right? I mean, pandemic aside, there are like two extremes that usually come up when people think about working distributed. And one is like, well, I'm gonna pretend, I'm gonna structure everything like I was at the office. You know, I'm gonna shower, I'm gonna get dressed, I'm gonna put my dog in a crate, or whatever their routine was, and then they work, nine to five, and they keep that schedule, and some folks love that. For me, I'm more on the other end of the spectrum of, what do I value most in my life, like in every day? And for me, it's my health and my family. And then I structure my work around those two things. Right. And, and again, like that's leveraging working from home and that makes me a more joyful person. Cause it's like, sweet. I can get my yoga practice every morning mm-hmm. in the afternoon when I'm not as productive anyway, I'm going to like shut down work for an hour and go like for a hike or whatever my sweaty exercise is mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm just always there when my kids come home, you know, cause you can always jump back on work. Yeah. Um, and finish things, but if you're not prioritizing the things that you actually value, you're not really leveraging the fact that you can be more flexible. Yeah. So those are kind of the things that come to mind, if that's helpful.
0: That's super helpful. I have a few questions. Um, mm-hmm. The first question is, I love that you're talking about scheduling, and I love that you're saying now you're actually more flexible, right? You don't actually really have to work from nine to five. Um, mm-hmm when you're starting to work from home and of course it depends on how what the agreement is of course with your team as well so you have to communicate that but how do you do that do you um um like tell me more about do you have like a fluid schedule or do you like do you have in the company um a calendar that everybody has access to so people can see when you're on and off like how do you communicate that to your team members mm-hmm. as well
1: it's a great question so we we use google google calendar i mean companies are on Microsoft Outlook too. and I think it has the same function of shared calendaring and your calendar is shared, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my calendar is totally open mm-hmm. and I basically put blocks of when I'm available for meetings Okay. and I vary it. And then I block the rest of my calendar where I might be working, but I want it to be my focus time or maybe I want to decide to not work. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want that flexibility. So I, I, I I think the communication of blocks of when you're available to others really helps. Mm -hmm. And we rock work across all time zones. So I make Mm -hmm. sure that I have some EMEA friendly time zones, APJ friendly time zones. So, you know, you're not just being exclusive. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I allow for some spontaneity, which again, I'm type A, so this was hard (laughs) for me to learn, but you know, sometimes if you are in a lull, because I'm a focuser, I can bang out a ton of work when I'm focused. But sometimes when your head's getting fuzzy, you do need a power nap, or you do need to walk outside and just take some breaths and get some fresh air and then come back. Or sometimes I do my best thinking when I'm not in front of my computer. So I think having those blocks on your calendar where you're not going to be scheduled, but you still may be working, and then being playful with yourself and understanding, like, I could crank out for the next four hours or maybe I'm going to do two now, take a break and finish, you know, the next hour or two later. I think that's been really important for me. And frankly, I think I get more done when I look at every week.
0: Yeah. And do you schedule reminders for breaks or how do you put oh. breaks in? Or do you just, <laughs> like, feel like, okay, now I need a break and I'll, I'll take it? Like, are you so... Hmm. I don't do reminders. I think if I didn't have a dog, you know, normally
1: no one's home, you Mm -hmm. know, when I'm working. Right. So folks are elsewhere, but I think between a dog and I do try to sometimes, not always, but throw in a load of laundry or, you know, just some of those things so that when my family's home, again, this goes back to my values that I'm with my family. Mm -hmm. I'm not you know, bustling around cleaning. Yeah. So sometimes I'll use breaks as kind of functional things. My dog is pretty good at being like, Hey, throw a stick for me, mom. Nice. So I think if I didn't have that, I might need to schedule it because I do have the tendency to focus, but I -hmm. I think it depends on what you have going on in your life.
0: Mm -hmm. And, um, how often do you work in the evenings? Hmm. Depends that, on what's like, going are you on. strict about it or are you, is it more fluid as well from week to week?
1: I used to be more strict. I'm trying to be more fluid mm-hmm. with boundaries though, because mm-hmm. I used to work every night, right? Mm-hmm. After I put the kids to bed, I would just finish work, right? Cause I'm just used to having a high workload. And then I learned that that wasn't sustainable
0: mm-hmm. and going
1: to bed, you know, your sleep is not as good if work is the last thing you do. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, APJ I'm on mountain time. Um, so APJ, my evening is their morning. So it works really well. So I usually have one evening that's dedicated to kind of APJ stuff. Okay. And then, and then I'm fluid around that depending on what's going on, uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm a big team person. And if my team needs me or there's just Mm -hmm. something I can help with, I do it, but I, my husband and I have a nice agreement. So it's like, we always have family dinner, and then I go back to work. Mm-hmm. So I don't wait until the kids go to bed mm-hmm. so that I can still get kind of my evening routine, mm-hmm. not having work in oh, my right. brain for like that hour or so before bed. Nice. That's really um, good. Yeah, I try I try to limit that, honestly, because it creeps mm-hmm. in a lot.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it does. I know that's why I'm asking it because I know that a lot of people have um, troubles with that because you just set up one meeting and then the next day you have another meeting and then you will like find yourself every night um, being on late night calls because especially with PST, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like eight o'clock here. It's like eight o'clock there or eight 30 in India. Um, so yeah. it's like really yeah. tricky to, to find a good time that works for both without, you know, interrupting either schedules too much. Yeah.
1: And you know, you probably know this, but some folks where this is new f- or like working from home is new, I think we also need to just relook at what do we need live meetings for live, Mm -hmm. whether it's video, because I I would have a suspicion that a lot of stuff that is currently in meetings just due to habits could probably be asynchronous collaboration, right? Let's, Mm -hmm. let's work on a doc together, you know, on our respective time zones, and then maybe get together for that last conversation, or maybe it's a kickoff conversation in the beginning and -hmm. then we dive into the the meat of the work asynchronously but i i think there is this default to meeting you know i mean people are still going on planes for like a two-hour meeting and then flying home and i wonder after this pandemic and and this forced isolation if that's going to happen anymore i think i think we'll probably rethink a lot of what we thought had to happen
0: yeah that's a really good point i love that um Well, I'm also also thinking it's even just like from a protection virus perspective, you know, do people are, are people like open to travel so quickly again after, (laughs) after like everything is opening up again too, you know? Because now everybody's more aware, and um, you know, maybe some people are still really scared to hop on a plane because all of the bacteria is like bounced mm-hmm. around.
1: <laughs> but we're all getting the emails saying how much they're cleaning their planes. <laughs> no doubt, they have
0: to do that right now right? <laughs> to protect their businesses. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm just laughing because I'm like, "Are you saying you didn't do this before?" But <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't think about that cuz people may be a little bit more hesitant. You're right. I mean, this may cause some behavior changes, hopefully yeah. for the better. Again, I think about carbon footprint too and if we can be smarter with how we work together and also allow for more time in people's lives, like that's a great thing.
0: Yeah. Do you that actually I'm curious about this do you think about this a little spiritually? Like, do you think like maybe uh, this had to happen for the for the world to kind of refresh <laughs> itself and have a new new mm-hmm. beginning? You know, it's
1: interesting, and, and Julie, I think you know we're both pretty deep thinkers. And you know, from a, I do, I do, and I have. I guess it would be the direct answer. And the things that have come up to, come to mind for me are one there's probably just too many people on this earth and there will always be population controls. And Mm -hmm. it's sad to think about it that way. And I know my family's going to be affected. So this isn't me just thinking it's not going to happen to me in my life. It will, you know, and it's just, so yes, I think there will always be something um, to keep things in check. And then two, you know, I haven't thought too specifically, but the pause, the forced slowing down, Mm -hmm. the, uh, I mean, you've lived in multiple cultures. I've only lived in the States, but we value being busy. And to me, it's just crap a lot of the time, right? Um, So I think that is forcing some folks to really reflect on how they want to spend their time. And then obviously, just from an environment standpoint, I feel like nature has been pushed into the corner of every country. And, oh my God. you know, there was a video of a moose, like walking across the parking lot right in the center of my town. I was like, that's awesome, you know, because, yeah. you know, it's like, hey, I've got space now. Thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I even like I, one of my followers on Instagram sent me sent me a post from india and he said to me hey like people can actually see the himalaya again because the air quality is so much clearer for like mm-hmm. since like 20 years or something like that And i'm like oh my god this is so crazy and i do believe i i love what you're saying about you know maybe it is kind of this forced break of hey we all have to slow down but um i don't know if you read my newsletter this week because i did mention that a little bit but are we really doing it? Like now we are forced to slow down, but we are in such a, or some people are in such a freak out mode um, that we are um, not doing that, what we are maybe Mm. should be doing and what we should be getting down to. And, you know, I don't want to discredit, like, I want to say this as well. It's not that I think that people are in a crisis state and, you know, small businesses are suffering and a lot of the economy is suffering at the moment. Um, But it's really to rethink what is really important and where should we invest our time and resources and maybe what is initially very painful to let go of, but then the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, all of that. I agree. And I did see that thing about the Himalayas. I even wonder, because there's the macro level like that. Like, wow, I can see this beautiful landscape and I haven't uh. seen that before and all all this coal burning that's happening in homes and wow, is this really what we should be doing? But then on the micro scale too, like I wonder if folks with asthma or, um, you know, other breathing conditions will reflect and say, wow, I was able to breathe so much easier during this time and I wonder what I could do in my life to help maintain that, right? it's this is, i don 't know about you, but it 's been an emotional roller coaster of just thinking about all of the pain going on right now the all the setbacks uh specifically for the world's poor it's going to take them so long to recover from this to the joys of families spending more time together to of you know people calling their loved ones more, you know just these simple things there's it's almost like a ping pong match of, of yeah. from your heart, but yeah, I think back to your comment of are people slowing down? I think it varies, and and frankly, people respond differently to fear, yeah. and and, and it is all okay. Um, you know, I think some people, if they're organizing every closet and cleaning things out and you know it's avoidance for a while it's giving them a sense of satisfaction and at some point they'll run out of things to do and then they'll have to face some things and they'll feel a sense of accomplishment and that's okay too yeah um and we all just handle it in such different ways
0: yeah i think that's a really good point that we are all we're all coping in our own ways we all have our own um techniques and things that we are doing I think you know i did a, I actually did a podcast on um social distancing loneliness and mm. um, what what is it so social distancing separation or disconnection or something like that i don 't know what I called it <laughs> okay <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I was talking about that as well now the people that are alone, they have time to think about maybe the things that they have shoved away in the closet and didn't want to think about because they've just kept themselves busy and now all of a sudden they have mm-hmm. to stay at home and maybe on top of that they are alone like you know right. physically and so um you know how can we use that time as well to um, to to just deal with some of that as well and be and be open to it i yeah. think that's really important too
1: in resources like you, you're continuing your work, and this is very stressful for a lot of folks. I'm sure you're helping others, right? Yeah, and I hope you know that. Yeah. You know, and you know, there are all sorts of things that I hope f- folks are just researching. I mean, I had to have a yoga training at the end of April that was going to be live, and now it's all virtual. And I'm so thankful for it because I'm like, I'm still going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It still helps me become a better person, and what a
0: great time, yeah, right? Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I've had to shift my, my businesses, my business and my services, you know, I was, um, I had a really slow kind of end of December, January, February, I was working a lot on my rebranding and my on the peak performance method on a new program. And, you know, I was I was like excited. I was like, March, finally I can get out again and travel and do trainings at companies. And, um, of course make money as well. Right. Mm -hmm. That's of course, as a small business owner, I have to think about that. And, um, And then initially, all the COVID-19 stuff happened right in that week when we moved, when we moved into the new house. So for a week, I was literally like, I'm not going to think about this. I do not have an answer to what I'm going to do right now. And I'm not going to think about it because it's just going to stress me out. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: And then then it was actually by coincidence. um, I had somebody on LinkedIn reach out to me. I don't I I think I published I published an article or something on LinkedIn and he was in Italy which was obviously one of the biggest affected um, countries and he's like I love what you're doing can you offer can you do a workshop for my team um, and help them understand what they can do now working from home and how to navigate ambiguity and change and I was like yeah okay I can do that and that's kind of how that whole idea sparked of I can just do everything virtually why not Right. right because Um, usually the companies and the people that I work with, people are now online anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I set up literally a website landing page in like two hours. And I was like, okay, if people are interested, here it is. um, (laughs) And I've trained over 500 people in the last three weeks um, from amazing companies. And there's a lot more to come. I've been drinking a lot of peppermint tea and honey because I'm not used to speaking so much anymore, <laughs> um, and uh, it's been really—it's been fantastic because I'm helping so so many people, and that's um, exactly what I want to do. And I actually love that you said, um, you know, now more so than ever, we need to take care of our well-being, and we need to be mm-hmm. more um, conscious about what we're doing to ourselves. Um, yeah. I think it's a good—it's a good time for that, and. I also, I don't know if I should say this, but like yesterday we were watching the news in the evening and they were, you know, they were talking about coronavirus, of course, and all of the people that they showed in hospitals, most of them, I don't know, maybe it was also just a specific hospital, I don't know, but there were a lot of overweight people, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of people that are maybe not having the healthiest lifestyle and mm-hmm. that are affected. I'm sure that, you know, they are talking a lot about how probably a lot of people have the virus, but they are They're not feeling any symptoms because their immune system is strong enough. And I hope that this is a wake up call for people as well to see that, you know, they need to take better care of their well-being, Mm -hmm. eat healthier, sleep more, reduce their stress. Like, you know, this is that this basically shows a little bit who has taken care of themselves. Yeah. And, you know, depending on
1: each person's journey, stress is usually central to that. So, I mean, I stand by the work you're doing is so incredibly helpful when folks are ready to shift it because sometimes not exercising or eating unhealthily is a stress reaction, Uh, you know, not always. Not always. Um, But but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're talking a lot about underlying conditions, you know, making Mm -hmm.
0: things worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, this was a really uh, nice talk. I was really curious to talk with you a little bit about... um, how you know elastic is operating um if are they operating more um on a different level or is it similar so it is similar or very very close to before but of course the people that are now forced to be at home for them things have shifted but mm-hmm. it was also really interesting to hear some of your best practices working from home because you have done it for a really long time and you're working full-time really successfully for a tech company Um, So that was really interesting. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, And I hope we'll have these conversations in the future as well. And we can share maybe some tools with other people that um, they might be able to start applying in their lives as well.
1: Happy to help anytime.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, Julia. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.